Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and it's a pleasure as always to be here sharing this space with you all today. Now, if you're listening to this episode when it airs in December of 2020, I just want to give you all a reminder that if you're feeling overwhelmed, fatigued, burned out, or just creating space, please do yourself the favor of slowing down and creating space for yourself. I know that at this time of year, everything feels accelerated and it feels like everything has got to be done now or else, but just remember that time is an illusion. So if you need to take space, do yourself the gift of taking that space, even if it's just a pocket here and there throughout your day, or if it's an entire day or a, or a few entire days, just take the space for yourself. It will be of benefit to you and everyone around you. And I know that we always need these reminders. So there you go. All right, my beautiful friends, today on the podcast, we have another amazing special guest interview. Today, we're talking to Jasmine Lipska. Jasmine is a heart-centered life coach, YouTube content creator, the author of Manifest Like Bliss, and host of the Jasmine Lipska podcast. Jasmine is here to guide women to embody their worth and show up as their most confident selves in the world to attract their desires abundantly into their life. With a combined online audience of over 300 180,000 people, Jasmine is passionate about sharing her life lessons and inspiring women to take action towards their dreams. I'm so excited for you all to meet Jasmine today, my beautiful friend. We connected because Jasmine was a listener to this podcast and she got in touch and then I came into contact with her beautiful videos and she has been such an expander for me. I've also had the pleasure of sharing a beautiful dinner with Jasmine back in Melbourne when I was there in 2019 and I had the pleasure of really experiencing her beautiful, abundant and grateful energy. Today in this podcast, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the power of gratitude and of self-love, including self-love of the body. We're also going to be talking about Jasmine's top tips for YouTubers, how she allows herself to show up and be seen and to share her truth on the internet and specifically on the platform of YouTube. There really is no better person to be having this conversation with. And I really love the way that in every single space that Jasmine shows up on, she is just oozing this gratitude and love for life, which is so magnetic. It's intoxicating. And I can tell you in person, it's exactly the same. She's so curious and thoughtful. And I I just absolutely loved this conversation and you will all today as well. We're also talking about Jasmine's top lessons and challenges and highlights along her business journey. We touch on perfectionism, burnout, money and shame, abundance, receiving, presence, the importance of being responsible completely for our lives and our businesses. We're also talking about acts of bravery. This episode is so incredibly inspiring, everyone. You're going to have so much fun diving in and it's just happening at the perfect time of year because here we are at the end of the year, and it just feels really both celebratory and reflective at the same time, which, as you all know, is an energy that I love to embody at this time of year and really just always in my life. So I'm super excited though for you all to really experience this energy of gratitude that uh, that Jasmine emanates. And the reason for that is, you know, we've got to be grateful for the lives that we have. This is a message I really want to get across to every single person I come in contact with. We all have so much to celebrate right now where we are today in our lives and in our businesses. We have so much to celebrate about the people that we are and to celebrate and be grateful for and to see in each other. And when we do that, it creates more abundance for all of us. So everybody enjoy this beautiful, inspiring conversation. And without further ado, let's dive on in. Hey, Jasmine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Letitia. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) 
I'm so excited to have you here as well. It's been a long time coming. I've been waiting for this conversation for literally years. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah, I remember it was about two years ago, I think, when I listened to your podcast and I reached out to you and then we connected. So, yeah, it has been a while, but I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> I know. Perfect time. And I yeah. just like perfect time of year as well to have a beautiful conversation to really like be in that energy of reflection and also excitement for the next chapter and season of our lives and businesses ahead. Yes, for sure. Yeah, December, New Year's approaching already. Yeah, I love to reflect during this time of year as well. Me too. So, Jasmine, to get us started, could you let our beautiful listeners know a little bit about who you are and who you serve in the world today? Oh, beautiful question. So, I'm Jasmine and I am a content creator and also a women's life coach. I'm also a purpose and self-love coach. So, I work with women who struggle with self-love, struggle to accept their bodies, to feel confident in themselves and I help them be the most radiant version of themselves by tapping back into their femininity, also to balance with their masculine, to feel confident fully in their bodies and in who they are. That is one of my missions here. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do. I love that. And I love the word radiate. It's one of my favourite words. And something that I've been hearing a lot lately, like, well, I'm picking it up in every conversation where I hear it because it's just so activating for me. What does radiate mean to you? Oh, great question too. It is one of my mottos, radiate love, choose kindness. Um, To me, radiate means shining your light. We all have this light, like space to take up in the world and it's that embracing who you are, everything that you are, how you've been created to be, your expression, self-expression, and just putting it out there in the world. That I think is what radiate means to me. Oh, I love that. And it's so cool because actually I asked an inner voice about this recently, one of my clients' inner voices, and her answer was um, was about sharing and shining your light and your energy. So that's so so similar to what you've said. It's so beautiful. I love how we're, even though we use language and might have slightly different um, meanings behind it, they're usually very similar. And it's so beautiful that we can be connected in this way because I always feel like, you know, it goes beyond words, the the way that we want to feel. Um, and so it's really interesting to ask, like, what it actually means to us in a, like, using language. So really, really beautiful. To know a little bit about how you got to doing this work in the world. How did you end up here? I know it's been a journey with lots of different chapters, um, but I'd love to know whatever comes through for you today um, that you'd love to share about your story getting here. Sure. So I first uploaded a YouTube, uh, a video to YouTube um, after I graduated from high school and it kind of just, so that was my first step into kind of the entrepreneurial world to freedom where I just always knew that I valued freedom. I didn't want to work an office job. I just wanted to be creative, free, use my talents and help people, specifically women. I always resonated with women. So I made a video, uploaded it, it went a bit viral and my community started to go on YouTube. Um, So that's where it really started. And then throughout my YouTube journey, um, I started creating language videos at first and then I transitioned to more self-growth, self-development, self-love and then a bunch of travel vlogs. I went solo traveling to discover myself more. And along my three-year YouTube journey, Something I always felt drawn to, no, no matter what video I created, was related to self-love, just always talking about it and helping women to feel confident in their bodies, to spread self-love, mm-hmm. always drawn to that. Um, and I think because I went on this journey of self-discovery to solo travel, tried many new things, um, then the space to receive the idea of becoming a life coach entered into me that's when I received the idea I never knew it was even possible to become a life coach a few years earlier so this was in mid 2019 when the idea came and I was like 
yeah, this sounds really good, very aligned. But I also had some things holding me back, like, I'm so young, is anyone going to trust me? You know, like, who am I to be a life coach at this age? But I just decided to trust and to um, embody the what I teach, essentially, be the talking version of what I teach, right, to, to be confident in you, to take action on your dreams. So I took the Beautiful You Life Coaching course, the Academy, I graduated early this year or mid this year and then I just started um, working with women one-on-one in group settings and my business has just really taken off and I've I've seen that as a sign that you know when you are living your dharma your purpose the universal God always provides for you and of course there's hard work you know at first I've worked hard a lot to get to where I am but when you just embody and live your truth live your dharma live what feels in alignment with you you're always provided for so I've worked with a lot of women already so far this year and just continue to express myself however I like so creatively through videos podcasts and Instagram content and yeah that's kind of how I got to where I am today (laughs) I love it I love it I love it and we're so aligned with um, our perspective on purpose and you know, just really being you, being ourselves. And I love that you mentioned how the universe just supports you. And it's so true, you know, opportunities just flow your way. And it's, it just, it opens something up within us, which allows us to receive all of these beautiful opportunities. And so it's so cool that you started off just after high school with a video on YouTube, you know, through our conversations before, I've just always been so amazed by that. And so had you ever like recorded a video before or was that like the first one that you'd done? Like how did you, what led you to being like a video and I'm going to do a video? What what was that moment like for you? Yeah, um, that's also another lovely question. I It was just intuition, um, something guiding me. My uh, Just like the year before, my dad had bought me a new camera for Christmas because I actually started off with food blogging. It was very different to what I do but in high school. Like I'd wake up half an hour early just to take a pretty picture of my food for Instagram. <laughs> so I started there. I, I, that was like where my content part of me started, my creativity. Um, but I had this great camera and one day I was like just before uni started. So I dropped out of uni six months later. But just before uni started, I was at home. It was summer in Australia. I had not much to do. I saw the camera and suddenly just this idea was like, hey, let's just share to the world how many like, the languages I've learned and hopefully it can inspire people to learn more languages. Um, and mm. so I was very passionate about that. That's pure, that was purely how it happened. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. So it was intuition and you also trusted it to take the inspired action as well. And then that led to this whole chain of events happening. Super cool. And, and then I, and then in your story, it's the same thing. Like when you, I imagine when you decided to go on solo travel, which is something that feels scary. um, I imagine, was that also something that you just felt inspired to do? Was it an intuitive hit as well? Absolutely. Yeah. It was the start of January last year. So 2019, um, and one day I just suddenly thought, Jasmine, like, why don't you just buy a one-way ticket to go travel? Like, you make money online. You can just go do that. And I was like, I was thinking like, oh, my God, this is a bit of a risk. Like, oh, my goodness, I've never done, like, solo traveling, bought one-way ticket. Um, but I was like, I just have to trust in it. So then two months later, I went on my trip and it was exactly what my soul needed. I just learned so many lessons. Um, especially related to relationships and I just also know that whole solo travel experience of about four and a half months it prepared me for my soulmate to come into my life and also to just um, I guess heal the relationships part of me like I thought I had to be all alone do everything alone not be emotionally close with anyone like I prided myself on not having emotional closeness but I just learn so many lessons related to that um through more self-discovery so solo traveling is can be a beautiful thing yeah yeah absolutely I really appreciate what you're talking about there with emotional closeness because um that's definitely something that I've experienced as well like really 
priding myself on my independence and wanting to do everything on my own and then therefore sort of like pushing people away so that I can do that. And and for me, it came from a place of sort of, um, I guess, not wanting to be disappointed by other people, but then also trying to sort of prove myself and my worth. And there were lots of things involved. And I see that a lot with the women that I work with too. And I really think that's been a message we've had, um, we've sort of been um, conditioned with in like our generations that, you know, because you've got these opportunities, you've got to be independent, you know, do everything yourself. And yeah, there's, then there's consequences because of that, that affects our relationships for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the greatest lessons I also learned was um, happiness is more vibrant, like more real when you can share it with someone. So I learned that on my solo travels because I was alone most of the time for four and a half months and um, it kind of spiraled into a bit of a depression. So that was the lesson I really learned. Um, it's okay to want alone time, of course, and to have independence, but also it's not a weakness to seek help, support, um, to be close to people, to to want to depend on someone. I guess not a weakness. And yeah, that was yeah many lessons I learned. <laughs> True. Uh, yes. And then um, and then again on your journey, then the next inspired hit that you trusted was that call to life coaching as well, and then that opened up a whole new. Um, chain of events as well that have been really abundant and supportive for you yeah absolutely yeah it's one of the best decisions I made I think um, it just felt so in alignment and I think also like with my clients as well they're often hold back because of fear of judgment fear of what mm. um, their family will think or like what if it doesn't work out failure um, but it's you've just got to go yeah, give it a go um, because the universe rewards bravery that's for sure even if things don't work out how you want it to work out it's always going to work out according to the universe's plans and you're always loved always supported and that's what I love to teach so so yeah it was just a leap of faith um, and I'm grateful I trust in that (laughs) oh yes I love that the universe does reward bravery and it's so funny sometimes when I look back on even I don't know if this if this is the case for you but I'll often look back on my um, journey of like when I started my business and some of the things that I've done and I think, wow, I was so brave to do that. And like even with hindsight, like I still do things that are brave now, but when I think of those first initial steps that I took, I just think, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful to my past self for taking those leaps and taking those risks because like everything always works out. It's always going to be fine and okay, but they, they feel very significant at the time and it's a really big thing, but yeah, I'm just always like, thank you. Thank you past self for everything you've done to bring me here. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too. Um, but I'd love to know what is, what would you say is one of the bravest things that you've done in terms of, let's say like your career and business Mm. for me it was just quitting my job and starting a business without having any income or even having started my job and it felt it seemed completely ridiculous to anyone that I spoke to but I just knew that I was meant to be in business and I was meant to support people with personal development and purpose and creating a life that they want and I thought, I want to create this life that I want and this is what I want. And although I'm not going to have any income, it was like the first time in my life I didn't have income coming in. I just knew that it would work out and be okay. And um, and that was the reason I think it was super brave is because I'm such a people pleaser and, and I know that you can relate to that. And so I had like my partner there who I was impacting his life And then I would think about, you know, his family and I'd feel really guilty. Like, am I ruining his financial future? Am I ruining the life that he has, that he wants to create for himself? And I just felt so much immense guilt about that. But I still moved forward because the the vision that I had was just so powerful and so strong. And I just knew that I had to move forward. And so when I look back and reflect on all of that, and I still feel that that guilt at various other times in my life, and sometimes it gets the better of me with smaller decisions. And I think I can't believe that I that I 
took that leap, but I'm so glad that I did. So yeah, that's 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 my thing. <laughs> that's oh, my yeah. brave bravery. Yeah, that's super brave. Yeah. Um, what would you say is yours? I would say oh, one of them would be kind of similar when I. I dropped out of university to pursue content creating and um, I guess, yeah, my business side of things. So, yeah, they kind of similar, but just the uni. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Well, yeah, I would say leaving my um, legal career behind was also a very brave thing to do that everybody was being like, why would you do that? But I'm so glad I did and I've never turned to my, I've never been like, I wish that I didn't leave it behind. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> Is that how you feel about uni? Oh, absolutely. Um, I just had enough of sitting in the classroom. Like, there's nothing wrong with uni, of course, but me personally, it was just not for me. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, Jasmine, I'd love to know about self-love and gratitude because I know that these are two themes that you've been really speaking about right from the beginning and I'd really love to know a, a little bit about both of them, self-love and gratitude. Like, did the gratitude come after the self-love or was it before? And how have both of these things really changed the way you show up in your life and also in your business? Yeah, I would say it kind of, when I started being more grateful, I also started to love myself more. So it kind of like intertwined, but kind of at the same time, it was all when I just started to become more aware that I am the creator of my life. I can't blame, you know, no one can save me, only I, I'm in control of my life, I'm the creator. And this was, I think, the, the end of 2017 when I really started to get into that. Um, and the more I've practiced gratitude and self-love practices, like essentially coming to accept myself, I it, it just shifted every single area of my life for the better. Um, I healed from my eating disorders, so like anorexia, because um, I went from living more from my ego to more from love. Um, of course, like I'm not perfect and no one is, and sometimes that ego still comes up, but it's really like my life has just shifted so much since I became more conscious of self-love practices and gratitude um, and just living a more abundant life. So in terms of business, like, um, my income has grown because of gratitude and self-love by taking care of myself, accepting myself. I've allowed myself to receive more, be open to receiving and not feel guilty, like to increase my self-worth. And this attracts, has attracted more abundance, happiness, great relationships into my life. Yeah. Oh, I love that you mentioned receiving there. That's a really big thing. And especially for us, like an independent women, it can be hard to allow ourselves to receive because we also don't want to like take anything from anyone else. We want to do it all ourselves. What has really helped you to open up to receiving? And I know gratitude and self-love is part of it, but is there anything else that's really helped you to feel safe to open up and receive? Yeah. Um, I love you mentioned the word safe because that just brought back a memory into me where it was affirmation. So I know everyone has a different view on affirmations for some people it works for some people not as much for me I'm an affirmation person big time it really works for me so it really started off by being more conscious of like what are my beliefs around receiving and I realized most of the time I thought it wasn't safe for me to receive um that I feel like a burden feel guilty but I had to start shifting all this self-talk and the beliefs and it started with affirmations. So saying things like, it is safe for me to be a wealthy woman. It is safe for me to receive. It is safe for me to have more than enough. And that word safe was a big one because, um, yeah, like I said, I didn't feel safe before. So affirmations um, and looking at other women for inspiration. So you, for example, were an expander to me and, yeah, looking for expanders to see, okay, well, if she feels worthy, she, she receives, I can too, and just being inspired by other women. <laughs> oh, I love that. And thank you so much. And you're an expander for me as um, well. And it's so beautiful that we get to be that for each other, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, um, I have found this year, because my business has been growing and growing and growing more than, like, what my mind was really really ready and prepared to allow for myself and so I've actually found the same thing that 
it's really been a safety thing for me. I've felt like I've had this story that if I allow more people into my community or even if I work with more people, then in some way I'm not going to be safe. And so the, the way that I've been opening up is really practising um, energetically holding that space while using affirmations that it's safe for me to receive, it's safe for me to open up, it's safe for me to allow and like by doing that, it doesn't take anything away from my alignment, my sovereignty. Like I don't need to prove myself and give too much. I just get to be me and receive at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a key part of it for sure, the energetically just feeling yeah worthy and holding space for the good things to come. I do remember I listened to... Um, this audio book by Louise Hay called Receiving Prosperity. I think that's the title. It's on Audible and that was a game changer for me as well. So your audience might like that too. Beautiful. Thank you. I'll definitely check that out because I haven't I haven't read it before. Okay. That's so good. And you also mentioned um, well, what I took from what you were talking about earlier about gratitude and self-love along your journey. Um, so being grateful for where you are right now and all of the things you have allows you to allow more and receive more. Is, is that, is that what, like, do you take time to really be grateful for where you are right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that really is key um, because otherwise I just feel like you kind of miss out on like right now your life if you are always aiming for the next thing or next, next thing. So being grateful for what you have now allows and yeah you just tap into the energy the vibration of gratitude which then attracts more but you're not missing out on that you're still living here and now and we yeah I just think as humans like for some people living in my brain is more barter state in terms of Ayurveda I'm like in the clouds a bit thinking about the next thing and sometimes I catch myself like living for the next moment rather than here so gratitude has brought more grounding into my life too (laughs) Oh, that's such a beautiful way to explain it. That's so good. And and also I find, yeah, it's it's beautiful when we have dreams and we have visions and we have like we can see where we want to go. But like you say, it takes us out of the present moment. And in order to go to where we want to go, or at least in the quickest, most easeful, beautiful way possible, it's really about enjoying where we are right now and remembering like that where we are right now was once upon a, a dream that we had as well (laughs) isn't that amazing to think about yeah yeah I was just thinking that the other week like literally that exact same thought (laughs) yeah it's so incredible I yeah and it's definitely a practice to stop and just be really grateful for where you are that we have to train ourselves to do because our mind wants to be in the past or the or the future of course yeah yeah um that that is more the ego like the ego loves the past the future living in the head um, but when you come to the present, like practices to bring you right here, it kind of dissolves the ego a bit and you're, you're just more present. Um, and something I also learned, I guess, on my journey is like life isn't a destination. There is no destination. It's made up of now. The future is still being made for right now. Um, so that also helped bring me to the present that like be grateful now because or unhappy now, embrace the happiness now because it's not that we'll be happy when we get somewhere. If we don't feel happy now, we're not going to be happy then. But we often think, ah, when I have this, then I'll be happy. But it doesn't really work that way. Um, Got to appreciate what you have right now to then also appreciate what you have in the future. So, mm. <laughs> yes, and then what you appreciate, appreciate yes. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that really helps you with um, presence? Yes. Um, well, aside from meditation, something that helps me is dancing. I've been dancing a bit more recently and it just, you get into your body and you just feel so present. I think that's a, one of my favourite practices. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yes, I love dancing. And with um, one of the modalities that I'm using at the moment is inner voice facilitation. And so I'm communicating with a lot of people's inner voices and they always say dance, 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 dance. Yeah. (laughs) And they say things like sing and play, like 
but dance is such a common one that they're always saying do more of that do more of the dancing so that's really cool yeah yeah it just brings you right here into your body and it activates like the feminine frequency as well because um things like meditation yoga are more on the masculine energy which is cool as well as long as you balance it but dancing like activates that root chakra feminine frequency and it, it just feels really great <laughs> mm, I love that. do you do any singing as well not publicly like in the shower i'll sing <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything in the shower and it feels great so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It does feel good singing. Yeah, I love having a good big sing. So yeah. much fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything with um, self-love? Because I know you spoke about with um, body and really supporting yourself to love your body. Is there anything that really stands out to you as being something that really helps you with the self-love of your body? Yes, yes. Um, so this, I personally don't feel like it's talked about a lot, um, but two main practices helped with me accepting my body because I was experiencing body dysmorphia um but coming to a place now where I love and accept my body one thing is doing like a body massage and how I do this is like either in the shower or after the shower when you're in the bathroom getting some nice moisturizer or oil and kind of massaging your body after you dry yourself and while you massage yourself, including areas like your breasts or your stomach, wherever you feel more vulnerable, and massage yourself and say, like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and appreciating that this body is keeping me alive, it's, it's unique, and that has really, really helped me. Um, so body massage. And the other thing is actually, like, sleeping with no clothes on, like, naked. Um, because we are most vulnerable when we are naked. Um, so then, but it's a good thing because we come to just accept ourselves more because maybe, I know for some women, they will wear clothes to hide their bodies because they don't like a certain part of it. But when you are naked, you, it's, you're closest to nature and you just it's empowering and it allows you to feel more empowered. So, yeah, I haven't heard about it much, but those are two things I started to do and really allow me to love and accept my body more. <laughs> yeah, and I guess also from like a presence point of view with the body massage, doing the massage helps you be present with your body and and like discover it as well. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's beautiful. I sometimes do this, um, it, what's it called, like an Ayurvedic um, self-massage and that's really, really beautiful when I do it. But I'd love to try it now and combine it with the affirmations and, and the, you know, the beautiful I love you as I go through it. Yeah, that sounds so good. So good. And the body, I just feel like it, you know, it's like any, um, you know, like the studies that have been done when they speak to water and they, they say like, I love you, or they say, you know, mean things. And then the water structure changes. Yeah. It's, you know, the same with our bodies. For sure. Absolutely. Mm, beautiful so Jasmine I'd love to talk about um, in terms of your journey with YouTube because I know so many of our listeners will be so thrilled to hear any tips that you have when it comes to particularly just having the confidence to get on YouTube and share like yourself to have other people see you and to be on a platform that feels really quite busy what really helps you to feel um, empowered to be on the YouTube platform? Oh, great one. I would say, um, so what I always have on top of my mind when I am thinking about creating for YouTube is let me serve no matter what. So just let me serve. Like I, and this helps me to like stop caring so much about how I look on the camera and like if people will judge me or not because actually what matters is who I'm serving. Like, even if it's a one life, I can make an impact to in a positive way. That's what matters. Not how I look, not all these like things that come from ego, but just that. Um, and that really helps me to um, show up as my authentic self and keep going. That motivates me, just knowing who I can serve, who's watching it on the other side. Um, and also, yeah, I think overcoming that fear of judgment has been a big one. 
because you are putting yourself out there. You don't know who's going to watch it. It's YouTube. It's one of the biggest platforms in the world. Um, <laughs> your video might go viral. You might have heaps of comments. But you, I think just growing a thicker skin around comments and not taking it personally has been a big one to, to just keep showing up. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. Focusing on who you're serving. And that's the thing, like it only takes one person to see your video and it has an impact on someone and that's super significant. So what I'm hearing from you is just allowing yourself to focus on someone else to, to get out of the, the mind and the ego, which is focusing on ourselves and that's where all of the drama comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Focusing on who, how you can give, how you can serve. And that always takes you out of your mind I found yes absolutely and then when it comes to like comments and dealing with all of that um what else helps you to not let comments uh stop you from you know what you want to create and especially because you do talk about topics that I know that some people will have certain opinions and other people will have others and that's just how the world is we all have so many different opinions what is there anything else that really helps you with managing comments <laughs> yeah um the serving who you're serving is the big one i would say just like um not taking it personally remembering that okay this doesn't matter as long as i'm serving um and what else overcoming fear of judgment and comments i would say um i think my mindset has just been like i just can't let that stand in the way of living my purpose or else I'm denying myself of happiness um of expressing myself and life's just too precious to let one person one comment stop you from living your whole life that you want to live and um, I just oh, think shifting to that mindset yeah that is so good Jasmine life is too precious I have to write this down life is too precious it's so true to let one person oh my gosh because it's amazing how our minds do that we could have you know 50 amazing comments and feedback that are all so supportive and then one negative thing and our mind just goes immediately to that to justify all the reasons why we shouldn't yeah for sure it does that and I think by doing practices to increase your self-esteem and self-worth, um, you're likely to less and less over time focus on that one negative comment. Because um, just being very honest here, like one of my self-sabotage patterns is if I'm feeling a bit low about myself, if, my, if I haven't been keeping my mindset in the best shape and doing things to keep up my self-worth, self-esteem, I will like, literally go I've, I've done this before look in my comment section look for the bad ones and that is such a self-sabotage pattern but I realized it came from just like not feeling good enough low self-esteem so keeping up practices that improve the self-esteem and worthiness that is going to help a lot too to deal with um the fear of judgments and comments yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, and yeah, I find one of my self-sabotage habits is if I'm feeling like a bit down or whatever, that's when I'll go to Instagram to scroll and always I'll see something that will trigger me because I've gone there with that energy to be triggered. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Get off. <laughs> Come in when you're in a good energy and use it in a positive way, not in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I love you mentioned that. It's all about the energy you you bring to it and you approach like the the video with as well. Um, and I think oh, something that just came to me was also um, something I like to do similar to what we did like before recording this podcast is set an intention. So before I film a video too, I'll just do a little meditation and set an intention that. Whoever needs to watch this video, it, it'll reach them and for the highest good of all. And when I approach it from this energy, the comments, or if there are any negative comments, it, bother, it doesn't bother me much because I just, it was the t intention behind it. that. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Yes, it's so good. Just being intentional about everything we do and create really amplifies whatever that intention is rather than just sort of randomly sending it out there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So um, 
Jasmine, I also wanted to ask at the start of when you started on YouTube and um, like in the early days, did you also have this same sort of mindset around showing up and just and making just focusing on the person that you're speaking to and serving? Or, um, and, you know, were you worried about, you know, appearance and that sort of thing? Was that something that sort of happened in the beginning or is it something you learned over time through doing the videos? Yeah, I learned that over time. I think in the beginning I, I still had the intention always to serve, to share my lessons and all of that. But I was, I, I still people pleased. I made, like, content that was, like, I didn't really express my truth very much because I was afraid that, it might trigger people, I'll get hate and all this. So I definitely shifted over time in terms of that. And I'm so at the, the start, yeah, I was afraid to just express my full self. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that because it just shows how we um, develop along our journeys. The more that we do things, the more we learn to be more intentional and learn where we are self-sabotaging and how we can use the, these outlets for creative for creativity in a more positive and also just supportive way of ourselves as well. Yeah, for sure. Everything will to I guess learn. You've got to experience the things first, and so the more you create videos, the easier it will get. Um, the more you do it, like to post on YouTube to be more confident, it just develops through practice. Yeah. Do you ever create a video and then be like? I hate this. I'm not going to share it. <laughs> oh, um, no, I, I, that hasn't happened before. <laughs> yeah, you share them. You always yeah. share. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, I think the intention, I just, because otherwise that would, I know that's my perfectionism coming out, like, oh, this video wasn't good enough, but perfectionism can kill dreams. Like that's a phrase I've seen somewhere before. So, so yeah, that's how I've, gotten over my perfectionism as well just focusing on let me serve no matter what it's good enough and just putting it out there <laughs> mm, I love that because that's why I like live videos because I just get on there and I do it but if I'm recording like a training for one of my courses or I'm recording a video or whatever I, I try to be like no we're just going to do a one take only and do it but sometimes, especially if I'm in my inner autumn, I will be really judgmental of myself and then I'll start a couple of times and be like, no, and then I like to do things in like a full flow so I don't like to stop and then start. And, um, and, and yeah, it's just my inner critic coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, making it no, not fun because it's just judging. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. So is there anything that stands out along your business journey so far that has been a top highlight for you? Oh, um, top highlight of my business journey so far. Um, I guess there are two things that stand out, or maybe three, but, um, yeah, I guess three, three main things. So one was... I guess re reaching that 100,000 subscriber mark, um, even though like it is numbers based, but that was a big achievement. Um, that was like within the year of starting YouTube and it just felt, it felt great. It's just, it was just an achievement. So like, you get the little plaque from YouTube as well, which is really cute. So there's that thing. <laughs> um, and then another thing was this year. Um, this year has definitely been a year where I've, really like um learned more business skills and like created a like business business before i was just kind of floating around but this has been the year and this year i opened up my first ever program it was called the blissful program and it filled out the first time so that was something i also really that really stood out to me um because i didn't expect that but that was a great feeling um and the other one was my first 10k month and mm. I mentioned this stands out to me because I think money isn't really talked about much it's kind of taboo but the really it's it's not like it's just normal to talk about it and for me for so long I felt guilty if I earned more than my parents because I know when they were my age they were 
working so hard and like so different to me so I felt guilty and I held so much guilt around receiving as well we talked about that so actually allowing myself like really shifting my energy and becoming an energetic match to that seeing the 10k in my bank was was really stood out and it was just a more growth like rather than just focusing on how much money it was like wow I've grown like I'm making big changes I'm living more of my dream life and that was a great feeling so yeah I love that and congratulations on all three of those they are significant and really important to celebrate is how do you celebrate yourself oh um I love I love myself a bit of like self-care or like to like getting a massage because here in Bali there's plenty of massages or (laughs) or um yeah yeah just I think an experience, something that makes me feel great. I think I like to celebrate that. <laughs> yeah, I love doing the massages as well, mm-hmm. going to the spa, doing something that just feels super relaxing and luxurious. I'm a big fan as well. Yes. So cool. There was a question I wanted to ask you Oh, about the money. So I'm so glad that you also brought that up about we don't speak about money enough and yeah this year I've really been going uh, pushing through my own resistance as well about talking about money and really inspiring people with what's possible with you know creating a six-figure business and beyond that and talking more about what I'm earning and you're right it is uncomfortable and um and I think it I think particularly we have to remember that as women you know we have not been able to be business owners for very long or even to own and manage our own money um, not long at all so this is really a first time for a lot of us and that's why I think it does feel unnatural and there is that guilt there because because of that because it is new so we're really like setting the stage and the and the future for the generations to come which is really really cool to think about so yeah I've been doing the same thing just really pushing through that talking about money and shifting the way reframing the way I look at it so it's something that, hey, this is inspiring. If I can do this, you can too. And let's talk more about it so that we have this um, expansion rather than this um, shame, I guess. Shame's probably a good word for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shame comes up um, a lot. I talked about it recently as well, the topic of shame, because I've seen it a bit more prevalent than ever um, on social media. And I think, yeah, that kind of, is a bit of a resistance I've found to women for, to to create a successful business and to charge more because they might feel like they might be shamed if they earn more money or earn more than their husband, their partner, like being the breadwinner. Like there's just a lot of shame around that. Um, but releasing that is really important. Like I've done things like breath work, um, which has been very healing, to release suppressed emotions, to allow myself to receive. Um, and yeah, like you, yeah, I've really shifted a lot of my beliefs around money this year, and I continue to. There's always like something to uncover, isn't there? But yeah, um, yeah, it's an important topic. I think money. Definitely, yes. Breath work is so amazing for shifting those emotions and really just allow, allowing yourself to energetically up level. I've I've been I've tried lots of different um, methods, and I find it so amazing as well. And in um in inner voice facilitation we also do this thing where we release emotions as well and it that is also through the breath or through movement or through however your body wants to release it and it's so incredible because it a lot of it is just emotional it is just these like the shame that that pattern we have between the stories but it's actually like we we're so used to feeling ashamed so it's like the the mind is just looking for oh, um, what other stories and beliefs do I have that can support this feeling of shame? And that was something I really uncovered about myself in in January of this year. I realised my body is so used to feeling ashamed that actually it's just collecting all of this um, supporting evidence to keep me in shame. And it was incredible when I had that realisation. It was like, oh, my gosh, wow, like I'm actually like, actively seeking out how to feel ashamed rather than allowing myself to experience something else wow yeah that's so big that that is like 
a great realization for sure because like we tend to seek out evidence of our beliefs right like our brain does that um I've also uncovered this year that like sometimes the shame we hold as women it runs through our ancestors and like what we feel sometimes isn't even ours it's just like in what do you call it like in our dna to feel ashamed because for centuries like we lived in a patriarchal society women were shamed for like wanting to be independent or whatnot to earn money and so maybe through your ancestors for many generations the women in your like ancestry felt shame ashamed and then it just kind of passed on through the dna that now like we're here to to heal this part and change the future of our generations um, which is a beautiful thing i think doing this inner work but yeah i just realized sometimes this shame isn't even ours we just feel it because it's run literally through our dna yes that is so true and and also what i've learned about that is and thank you for bringing this up it's so important is um when we when we show up and, and heal that story for ourselves, it also heals the generations that have already like our ancestors too, which I think is such a beautiful like thing to remind ourselves because time is just a human construct. It actually is all existing now. So what we do here is also um, healing that story for for in the family line to come and the ones that have already been before us. Yeah, absolutely. So beautiful. So we've heard about highlights. I'd love to talk about top lessons or challenges along the business journey. What are like one or a couple? What comes to mind for you? Oh, um, I think a big one which um, many may be able to relate to, maybe even yourself, is burnout, where mm-hmm. I was wear, trying to wear all the hats in my business do everything myself because I had that belief that I have to do everything alone, um, which led to burnout um, a lot of times. It's actually still something I'm working through, but it's gotten better. But now I've learned to like take breaks. Um, don't overwork myself until I take a break. Take a break before you get burnt out. Um, so there's that. I guess the challenge then was to to learn it's okay to take a rest you don't have to hustle all the time there's this hustle culture which I don't really agree with like yeah like hard work is necessary but you don't have to hustle 24 7 so that that was a big lesson I learned um and another challenge has been um not taking the criticism or judgments from others personally um again we touched on that earlier but yeah it was a challenge um because i'm quite like sensitive um and i don't like to label myself completely like that but i just absorb the energy take in used to take things in personally so just not yeah letting that stop me from still pursuing my dreams um and choosing the career i want that was something I became. Yeah, those yeah. are the two that come to mind. Okay, beautiful. I um, do. You, yeah, I love both of those, and I just think that that, as you've mentioned a, a couple of times, that fear of judgment is just so, and and the people pleasing, and look, I actually. You just, I've just thought of something as, as we're talking about this. So I really feel like this is what twenty twenty is all about because. Because we have so much that has happened to really get the the world stage talking about lots of issues that we don't talk about and um, and just sort of also creating lots of resistance for everybody so that it, it's kind of pushed people to, to a limit where they like have to say something. I really have felt this year that it's done that to help us learn how to have like meaningful conversations with people with different opinions and like learn to learn how we can all coexist having different perspectives and opinions in a peaceful way because that's not something that we've ever learned how to do like we just we we do take it personally and we also like um what if someone has an opinion we also like equate that with their worth and like who they are rather than like that's just how they think on this topic and um so what you were just talking about there really made me think about that and and I really think that 
from a place of like self-love of ourselves that makes that allows us to be more accepting of others and then that also of course impacts the the way we deal with different opinions which also include criticism and feedback yeah I love that so much yeah absolutely Yeah, it's been so fascinating this year, 2020, um, with all of the things we've been going through. How have you found it um, being over in Bali as you've gone through COVID and um, and with the rest of the world being in lockdown? Is um, yeah, how how has your experience been? Um, so I'm so grateful to have been in Bali during this time. We never really had a lockdown. Um, yeah, I guess the laws here are quite different, but it's I've I mean, it's been normal in the sense that, you know, you have to wear masks in some places, but it has overall felt normal still, which I'm very grateful that this is how my year turned out. Um, and it still has been, despite the challenges that came up this year, it's been one of the best years of my life so far. So I think I, from the very start, when it started to become a whole pandemic, I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to let this, you know, make make may have a bad year i'm still going to be in control of what i create i'm the creator of my reality nothing external can control like my how i feel about life or i'm just going to make the most of it i had that approach to it from the very beginning so it turned out to be one of the best years of my life (laughs) oh i love that and i love that you mentioned that word decided that you decided you set an intention that this is how the year is going to be. And so it is. That's exactly what you experience. Yeah, yeah. Just being committed to taking responsibility for my life as well. No longer absolutely not at all blaming external circumstances, but just being responsible for who I am. And, yeah, I also seeing the bright side of things, making the most of the resources I already have. Um, yeah, so that's how I kind of moved through this year. Beautiful. And when you say this year's been the best year of your life, you, um, you're talking about that because I know a little bit about you, um, but both personally and professionally, right? Yes, so Yeah, I love that because how we do business is how we do life. So it makes sense that it all happens at once for, for all areas. Yes, yes, for sure. Oh, I didn't mention anything about what you were talking about with burnout, and I just wrote a little note to remind myself. Um, yeah, do you, have you found because when you're doing something that you love and you love creating, that it's harder to put those boundaries in place? Yeah, yeah. So I love that word boundaries because that's definitely something you've had to work on. But yeah, I could like sit there for hours and hours typing up something, writing my captions because I'm so passionate about it, but. I also have to take breaks. So. <laughs> yeah, do you relate to that? I do, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have had to, this year I've taken, I've put more, way more boundaries in place for myself. And I feel like for the first couple of years in my business, I was just really running on adrenaline and I had so much that I wanted to create. And it was like, it was so natural and it was really hard. Like I remember some nights, because I'd get a lot of creative, um, uh, creative energy late in the evening it would if I didn't go to sleep before 10 I'd have like a huge download at like 10 30 and then if I followed that then I would stay up really really late and then I'd want to like wake up normally and then I'd just be tired and it just wasn't sustainable even though that was my creative sort of like that was what, what was that was just when it was happening so I had to start training myself to like to not to not let that happen so going to bed by 10 so that I could have like a normal sort of um sleeping time and all of that and then this year I because of because of COVID when it first happened in March because I was over in the US when the state of emergency was declared so it was all like a really serious and um it was like I couldn't go anywhere it was complete lockdown and I was in the US and it just made me stop it was like the first time I just went oh my gosh this is so interesting and I went into complete observer mode I was just like I felt completely safe I knew I was going to be okay everything was fine for me but the everything around me was completely chaotic and like literally because I was in the US in LA it was like that 
And and it was just fascinating for me to really observe everything from this like detached manner. And it just made me really review my life and and just start taking space because it felt like the rest of the world had done that too. And I just sort of got like snapped out of my um, need to create all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think slowing down has been a theme for many people, um, including myself, just slowing down a bit, like appreciate this present moment more, not hustling as much, um, still working, but yes, yeah, slowing down a bit more. Yeah, taking more space for yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, Jasmine. So I have one last um, question, and that is just what is in store for you for 2021? What are you calling in next? Oh, 2021 is I am calling in, I guess it's just growing my business even more developing my relationships uh, even more. Um, I love that you brought this question up actually because I, before the start of every year, I love to write some words that will represent what I want to create, call in. I haven't yet done that. I like to do that at the end of December. But it's great. I'm thinking about it right now. And I would say the word thrive comes to mind for some reason, thriving, that, that word really stands out so I think 2021 will bring a bit of that um more new things new opportunities to try things I haven't done before um maybe investing a big investment I sense that coming um Mm. that working with even more women that's what I can sense right now yeah That sounds so beautiful and I absolutely love the word thrive as well. It's a it's it's something that personally is super meaningful for me as well. And um and I'm holding space for that intention for you for 2021. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about what your intentions are as well when you get to the end of December and um and write those down. I love doing my end of year practice as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Lucia. Yeah, my pleasure. So, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing about your story and your beautiful wisdom and energy with us all. It's been so beautiful for me to have you on and everybody is just going to absolutely love you. And so how can everybody stay in contact? Oh, thank you so much, Letitia. It's been a pleasure to be on with you today as well and to connect again. Um, so I'm most active on my Instagram, which is at jazzlipska. Also my YouTube channel, which is jazzlipska, and my podcast, which is the jazzlipska podcast. Yeah, it's very simple. But, <laughs> but thank you so much again, Letitia. And you're just an angel in the world. I love your energy. And um, it's just a pleasure really to be here today. Oh, thank you so much, Jasmine. Right thank back you. at you. Thank you. So there you go, my beautiful friends. I want to say a big thank you to Jasmine for coming on and sharing her story and wisdom with us all. I was so incredibly inspired after this conversation and I can't wait to have more conversations just like this. It's just so wonderful to be in that energy of gratitude and abundance. It really is magnetic and that is something that I really receive and witness and experience from uh, beautiful Jasmine. So thank you, Jasmine, for that wonderful conversation. I adored it. And for anybody who would love to share your thoughts and realizations with Jasmine and I, let us know what your aha moments were. Please take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now and tag in on Instagram stories, both Jasmine and I. Let us know what you resonated most with and share your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can tag Jasmine at J-A-S-L-I P-S-K-A, and you can tag me at Letitia Ringe. We can't wait to hear from you all. And I just want to say a big reminder once more that for all of you, if you're craving space at this time of year, please give yourself the gift of taking it. And if you're listening to this at some other time of year, that's not December 2020. Again, if you're craving space, 
take that beautiful space for yourself and slow down. Just like Jasmine, that's definitely been a big um, theme for me this year, generally just slowing down and allowing myself to have the space whenever I need it. I can't tell you how many afternoon naps I've taken and it's just become a normal part of life. And it is really helping me with my cycle and with really um, lessening the amount of time that I experience pain during my cycle. So there you go, everybody. I also want to say that Jasmine has shared with us her free morning guided meditation. And so you'll find a link to that in the show notes for this episode. You can find all of the show notes at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash podcast. And finally, I want to remind you all that if you would love to take yourself through an end of year process, the exact process that I take myself through at the end of every year for my entire life, that I have now shared a Create Your Beautiful Year, the workbook, which is an interactive workbook book that will take you through 31 exercises that I take myself through, usually through the month of December, but more often than not, I just cram it into a few days at the end of the year because I really like to do it just before Christmas or just after Christmas and before the new year. And it just makes you feel so good because it's also a beautiful personal development process that I take you through. We reflect on the past year that we've had. We align ourselves to our vision, to our mission, to our why, to what we really want from life based on where we are today. And then from this place of alignment and awareness, we then set intentions, we set goals, like we play with a possible path ahead, knowing that the goal is not to actually implement everything. It's just to see how we could create a year that feels truly beautiful to us. And then of course, it's about living the year and it's about, you know, really um, dancing with what you're learning about yourself and what life is sending to you throughout the year. So of course the plans change, but this process allows you to understand what you actually want more of in your life, what you want less of, and what actually feels aligned to you. So everybody, if you'd love to know more about that, just head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash workbook, and you'll find all of the details there. All right, my beautiful friends, I will see you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.